WLEW Sports Network presents the Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Rochelle Ramsey, and Dan Banky. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services. Labor Day is behind us. The White Pants are put away in the quest for a conference championship is in full tilt. Tonight, the Cassidy Redhawks are on the road to take on their Greater Thumb West rivals, the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. Good evening from the heart of Laker country. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. I'm your host, Clark Ramsey, for tonight's broadcast. Alongside of me, as always, is a true professional. He even has a license to prove it. Please welcome Dave Hanson. Thank you, Clark. Uh, happy to be here. And uh, this is always one of those great rivalry games we look forward to every season. Tonight is one of those classic and historic rivalries, indeed, that we all know and love in the South of Michigan, Lakers, and Cass City. There is certainly no love lost between these two schools, and they're bound to leave it all on the field tonight. Oh, there's not one bit of love loss, and it always makes for a physical contest that we just love watching. Cass City is coming off of back-to-back seasons that saw the Redhawks make it all the way to the state semifinals. They've not lost a divisional game since 2017, which just so happens to be the same opponent as tonight. This time around, Cassidy enters week number three, still looking for their first win of the season. Oh, how quickly things can change, especially for Cassidy, but they are very young and growing pains are to be expected. The home team tonight would be the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. The green and white are returning home for the first time this season with a one-in-one record in tow. They beat Flynn Beecher on the road to start the year, but took a licking in Obli a week ago. The question of the night, are Lakers healthy and motivated to take out their greater-than-West rival? I don't think motivation will be an issue tonight against their longtime rival, but injuries have certainly plagued this season right out of the gate. Coming up in the next 55 minutes, we'll look at our other area games, host our media roundtable, and take a deep dive into the game of the week. Cass City at Lakers in a greater-than-West showdown. It's all right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, and Dan Bank with your call tonight from the land of the windmills. You're listening to WLW Sports Network, your home for high school football. The Lakers hosting Cass City in week number three. Tonight's presentation of the WLW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Agar Valley Services. DF Services of Kansas City for all of your grain handling needs. Kotic Radiator and Air Conditioning of Maddox. Rainey's Honey Center, 269 Guns. The Here and Daily Tribune, home of the Prep Zone. North Star Bank, guiding the way. Here in Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation. Thumb Bank and Trust, Community Strong since 1895. Tina Celia, Farm Bureau Insurance in Elkton and Farmers Co-op Grain Company of Kindy in Cass City, and Sure Health. Better health, better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Agar Valley Services and the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to agarvalleyservices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast is a copyrighted presentation of Thumb Broadcasting Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction without the express written consent of the W. Alley W Sports Network is strictly prohibited. prohibited. 
Over the course of the football season, there are many dates that are a point of significance. Of course, the first being the very first day of practice. Then there's the first day of pads. That's followed by, of course, the first scrimmage and quickly followed by the start of the regular season. Now we're at the next checkpoint of the campaign, and that would be the first game after Labor Day. The football pundits always say that you see the biggest improvement in a football team from week one to week two, and then primarily into week number three. And here we are on the cusp. Those improvements aren't just for the 22 players on the gridiron, though, but it's also for us up in the booth. Hopefully all the rust is knocked off the headsets and we push forward into the heart of the broadcast season. And one person who had never has any rust is to the right of me tonight. That would be our, my broadcast partner for the last 10 years, Dave Hansen. Uh, I don't know about that, but uh, it is great to be back, and the weather's been excellent so far, and this field is in primetime shape. So looking forward to uh, hopefully a very competitive, intense, hard-hitting football game tonight. Our director of sports information, Doug Cole, is also known as Mr. Consistency. Each and every week since 2013, Doug Cole runs the roads from Livonia, Michigan, to handle all the offensive and defensive stats for us with consistent excellence for nine straight years. The last time we had a broadcast in Lakers, Dave and Doug decided to try and have the broadcast over at USA. That doesn't work too well, but might be taking social distancing a bit too far. Doug, though, I'm glad to see you made it to Laker country on your first try without a detour. Yeah, thank you, Clark. Yeah, me and uh, Dave got there at uh, 5 o'clock, and then at 5.15, we were wondering, where's Clark? And then we uh, contacted you, and you said you were in Laker country. We were like, oh, man, me and Dave, uh, we must have missed something, but we got there safely, and uh, I'll that's tell you, all that matters. I'll tell you, we've made it a lot farther in this broadcast than I thought we would without that getting brought up. So, But we made it in plenty of time to go on the air. Did you get anywhere tonight? I did. I went to uh, downtown Pigeon. Uh, it's a uh, bar called Pigeon Inn. Ah, the Pigeon Inn. Yeah, it was really good. Um, had a burger and fries. Of course, had to put the bacon on there as well. Okay. And, uh, it's uh, really good. Does it get the Doug Cole seal of approval? Yes, sir. Oh, thank goodness. All right, dining with Doug can continue with the Doug Cole seal of approval on the Pigeon Inn there in downtown go, yep. Pigeon. To our far left tonight would be our director of visual data, Dan Banky, our spotter. He's absolutely the reason we are able to sound at least competent on air, feeding us all the important numbers and plays on the field, including the ball care, receiver, tackler, game trends, and much more. And it's great to have Dan back with us tonight. Yeah, I don't. Uh, if you don't know Dan very well, he's a former player, and uh, from this area, he's he sees the game a lot differently than other people do. So it's, he's very handy to have in our ears throughout the game. Cassidy Lakers have faced up a total of 62 times since 1960, and that was the year when Elton Pigeon and Bayport High Schools consolidated into one. Over the last 61 years, the Red Hawks and Lakers have faced off against each other for 60 of them. Last year was the first time in school history that the two did not square off in the gridiron. The Lakers have won 43 to Cassidy's 18, with one tie coming in 1962. The Red Hawks have won the last two, but the Lakers the previous eight. It's been a it's been a rivalry with a lot of streaks. It seems like uh, one team gets hot, wins for a couple years, but uh, it's it's been the Lakers to lose here, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if they're able to overturn those last two straight losses to Cass City tonight. Tonight we begin our coverage of the Greater Than West race for the title, and we feature the classic rivalry with the Cass City Redhawks on the road against the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. It's all on Sports Radio 1021 and WLWSports.com. Up next, we'll have our media roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services.
You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Listen to the WLW Sports Network in more ways than ever before. Tune to Sports Radio 1021. Download the Cruise 102 app on your Apple or Android device. Listen live worldwide at WLWSports.com. And now also listen to all of our replays in podcast form. Wherever you get your podcast, we are there. It's now time for the Media Roundtable, presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. If you're looking for the latest models from Chevrolet, look no further than Thompson Chevrolet at the north end of Ubley. Find new roads. Join me tonight from the Heron County View, the Cam Newton of the Roundtable, Paul P. Adams, our in-game analyst for the W out of W Sports Network, Dave Hansen, the top spotter in the Tri-County area, Dan Banky, and our back-to-back Media Roundtable champion, Director of Sports Information, Doug Cole. Through the end of the season, we keep score of our games predictions, and when that time comes, we'll deem a Media Roundtable winner. Last week, Paul P.M. has made it back-to-back victories, making up for the previous two years and then some. And gentlemen, it's make it or break it time for everyone against Paul. Yeah, with this many people competing in this, it, it gets very challenging. And if somebody leaps out, anybody leaps out to a 2 nothing lead, that's uh, very difficult to overcome, even with plenty of weeks to go. Yeah, right now i got to see how, how aggressive I want to be or just kind of lay back and let this thing uh, play out in front of me. But it's a, it's, I'm not going to lie, Dave, as you know, and Doug, as you know, being in that last spot is a good place to be, and you don't want to give it up unless you have to. I say, we haven't heard from our silent killer to my left here tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, trying to get on the board, and uh, it's always good. Like Paul mentioned, it's always good going first. All or right. going last. Going last, excuse me. <laughs> Unless you're I'll trade you. <laughs> uh, man of confidence, Doug Cole. So how it works, each meter representative picks a winner and a final score for tonight's feature game in the WLW Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Paul won last week, he will go last. Tonight's order is Dave Hansen leading off once again, followed by Dan Banky, Doug Cole, and the last week's winner, Paul P. Adams. Dave Hansen, the tea is yours. Well, uh, everybody says it when they go first, so I'll get that right out of the way. It's not a fun place to be, and it kind of changes how you make your picks. But uh, uh, I, I'm going to take the home team here. I, I think Cass City is still in a figuring out who they are. They're very, very young, and it comes with growing pains. I said earlier, they haven't quite found their identity yet, and that's uh, that has not shown anything good yet on the field. I think they will improve as the season goes on, but Lakers a little healthier than I thought before I got here today. I think they'll play a little bit better yet give me the lakers in this one 42 to 12 42 to 12 you're taking lakers by 30 points in favor of the green and white 42 to 12 i gotta force things here all right so dan bank he texted me he's on his way he'll be here about 650 10 minutes to spare not a, <laughs> for that man plenty of time <laughs> and so dan bank he says he thinks that cassidy being young and having their best offensive lineman banged up it will be a long night for them on the other side of the ball, Lakers are also banged up, but they are getting a few players back, and they will help them pound the ball. With that side, Dan Banky thinks it will be a lopsided game with a score of Lakers 38, Cass City 6. So Dan Banky taking Lakers by 32 points. Doug Cole. Well, both of these teams are coming off uh, tough losses, so... Um, I think this game is going to be a little closer than people expected. It's a uh, West Region rivalry, and uh, I, I know uh, Lakers have some injuries, but I do think they will eventually come on top, winning 30-20. to 30-20, to 20, a 10-point victory for the Lakers, according to Doug Cole, and that leaves Paul P. Adams. You know, I've got to see – actually got to see both of these teams last week, so, I, you know, I feel like I got a little bit of an advantage there. Um, Lakers showed me a lot of, of good things last week. They were able to move the ball, but when it when they got into the red zone, that ugly defense really clamped down on them. But 
this is a very unique offense that's going to cause a lot of mistakes at the line of scrimmage. Even even a disciplined team like Ubley got called for two offsides. Uh, meanwhile, Cass City, uh, they were able to, to move the ball a little bit, but there, there just wasn't a lot there. Um, I'm going to go with Lakers. You know, I usually like the over, but I'm not feeling 32 points tonight. So I am going to go with a score of 40 to 20. 40 to 20. You're taking the Lakers by 20 points. 40 to 20. So the experts have spoken, and it's a lot of green and white on the screen here tonight. Dave Hansen taking Lakers by 30. Dan Benke, $2 above him at 38 to 6, 32 points. Doug Cole taking the Lakers by 10 points, 30 to 20. And Paul P. Adams taking Lakers 40 to 20 by 20 points. Good luck, gentlemen. I have Cass City tonight. So it looks like I'll be on the board before Dave Hansen this year. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's take a look at other area games going on, and let's take a look at eight-player football. Genesee at 2-0 at Deckerville, who's also 2-0. Deckerville, the third straight year, starting out undefeated through two weeks, beating Sacred Heart last week 50-26. to Obviously, I don't know a lot about Genesee other than the scores, but they, they're racking up some points here. This could be an absolute shootout tonight. Uh, hard to pick against the Eagles at home. I'm going to go with Deckerville, but... This one could be close and very high scoring. Great test for Deckerville, I think. But uh, I think Deckerville's defense is starting to come around. I think Deckerville is going to hold on and win this game. Mayville at 0-2. Kingston at 1-1. Mayville has not started 0-2 since 2016. Their first year in A-player football. Kingston already tied last year's wins. They finished 1-6 last year. It's a great rivalry between these teams. And obviously Mayville has lost a ton. And they got absolutely shellacked last week on the road at, at Morris. Uh I don't know if the score is going to be that lopsided, but I'll go with the Cardinals in this one at home. Uh, give me Kingston at home. Just Mayville's just unfortunately a mess right now. They're just feeling the hangover of that class graduating last season. Morris travels north to Ashley. Morris 2-0, Ashley 1-1. One one. This might be the most lopsided score in the state. Yes. Morris. Morris, no question about it. In, Averaging 66 points a night. Give me Morris. In the NCTL stripes, we had North Huron at 2-0. Traveling to Mount Pleasant to take on Sacred Heart, who just lost to Deckerville last week. I did not make my North here and brethren very happy. I picked against Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart in the uh, in our pick'em panel in the view, and I'm going to stick by that pick. I uh, listened to your broadcast last week. Mount Pleasant did a lot of good things in that game and was in that game for a long, long time against Deckerville. I think coming home, playing on a Saturday, I think that's going to play a factor in it. I'm going to go with the uh, Sacred Heart in this one. It's a tough place to go and play. It's a long ride over there, but... Sacred Heart lost too much. They, their, their best playmaker uh, really got hurt. He's the one that went to the hospital that game. I, there's no way he's going to be back to play. I don't even know what the diagnosis is, but give me the Warriors on the road. I, I just I think Sacred Heart lost too much. So Dave Hansen saying Chad Knoblock and the Warriors moving to 3-0. and Absolutely. North Huron alumni Paul P. Adams says North Huron's going to go to 2-1. Oh, well, they still love me over there. Maybe it's a motivational thing. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he's used to Cam Newton. You know, he's getting cut all <laughs> over the place. Oh, okay. In the NCTL stripes, Caseville at 0-2, traveling to the Catholics of Bay City. All Saints, who are 1-1. One one. Caseville looking for their first win since September 28, 2018, 20 games ago. Bay City All Saints lost last week to North Huron, 36-16. Yeah, it's been rough going for Caseville. Probably more of the same. Give me All Saints in this one. I'll stick to the same thing, too. Give me Bay City winning this one. Akron Fairgrove at 1-1. One traveling to Carsonville to take on Carsonville Port Sanilac, who is 0-2, the Vikings against the Tigers. Akron Fairgrove beat Ashley 36-14, their best start since 2015 when they started out 3-0. 
Unfortunately, they finished that season three and six. Yeah, this one comes crashing to an end with a little one-game winning streak for the Vikings. CPS is 0-2, but those are two quality losses. They put up a ton of points in both of those games. Uh, give me the Tigers at home. I, I like that exactly right. They have scored a ton of points, but, uh, again, they've they've played pretty good, better than we've seen them in the past. I think CPS has a little more role, a little more to them. Let them beat the, – they'll be winning at home tonight and get their first win. In non-NCTL games, we have the Peck Pirates at 2-0, taking on Hale at 0-2. I picked Hale in this one. Uh, Hale's played a little bit of a tougher schedule. Peck is uh, – you know, I think it's a little bit of a fool's goal, 2-0. Really haven't played anybody. This is going to be a solid test for them as they go on the road. I'm going to go with Hale. I agree, so I'm going to pick the local team. Give me Peck. Oh, come on. <laughs> one of you at least had to say, oh, Hale, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. All right, Flint International at 0-2, taking on Blanchard and Montebello at 2 I have no thoughts on that game. Same here. <laughs> Moving on, 11-player football in the Greater Thumb Conference. In the East, we'll start Brown City at 0-2, traveling to Harbor Beach to take on the Pirates, who are 1-1. Harbor Beach held K-Pack to negative 7 yards of total offense last week. Their only score was a kickoff return. Brown City lost to Memphis by a field goal. Two things you need to know. Brown City lost to Memphis last week. By a field goal. By, it doesn't matter. They lost to Memphis well, last I'm just week. more impressed has been a field goal. I know. You're the, yeah, where's your bell when you need it? Yeah. Uh, take Harvard Beach. They're, they're figuring things out, how to utilize that spread offense, how to utilize Tan Babcock, a quarterback. Harvard Beach will win this one easy. Well, even if you go back to that week one loss to Baddox, Harbor Beach put a ton of points on the board and moved the ball. So uh, that's a team that's going to move the ball against darn near everybody. And Brown City has got nothing. Harbor Beach is going to win this one big time. <laughs> Obli, the Bearcats at 2-0 and for the fourth time since 2016, starting out 2-0. and They beat Lakers last week 40-8. to First time on the road this season as they travel to Marlette, who is 1-1. One one. Sandusky, uh, excuse me, Marlette is a little bit better than they have been in the past, but it's still ugly. They're the team to beat, and I, they may get off to a slower start, but doesn't matter. Ugly will win big by the time it's over. This is what we call in the business a trap game, though. Uh, next week, Ugly has a big showdown with Harbor Beach, and uh, you don't want to get caught looking ahead to Marlette. This is the first time the Bearcats are leaving the friendly confines of Herp Field. Uh, so they're going to need to have their focus on, but they've been that through the first two games. I think they passed the test. Could be a little close early, but Ubley pulls away at the end. Marlette defeated Sandusky last week 36-12, to began the season in 2018 at 1-1. They lost to Reese, beat Harbor Beach in overtime that year. KPAC and Sandusky squaring off. KPAC at 1-1, Sandusky at 0-2 in Sandusky. I don't even know what to think about this game. I, I just keep thinking that Sandusky is going to discover themselves. I don't know if they do, but give me Sandusky at home in a game that probably uh, – I don't know if either of these teams are going to be playoff teams by the time it's done. Well, neither one's going to be a playoff team, but Sandusky still has much more pedigree and much more of a, of a, a program than, than KPAC. Give me Sandusky. Sandusky has not started the season 0-2 since 2016, just three touchdowns for them in two weeks. Their first home game is tonight. Crossover game in the Greater Thumb Conference. The Memphis Yellow Jackets at 1-1, one one, of course, with that game-winning field goal over Brown City. Traveling to Vassar, who's 1-1 one one to take on the Falcons. Memphis has their first victory since August 23rd, 2018, and ending a 20-game losing streak. Well, talk about two teams that are not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> but uh, uh, Memphis has got a kicker. Give me Memphis on the road. I'll go with Vassar. I don't, uh, I'm glad I didn't have to pick this game in the paper. That's all I can say. <laughs> Dave, I love your theory. Why yeah, not? They've got a kicker. I mean, why not? We'll take a look at that. All right. In the Greater Them West, we have Bad Axe at 2-0, traveling on, for, on the road to take on the USA Patriots, who are 1-1. One one. USA lost to Bad Axe in 2018, 20-8. They did not play last year in 2020, and they beat Bad Axe in 2019, 34-7. Bad Axe trying to redo things here this year. Die. 
I saw everything I need to see from Bad X. Give me Bad X to win. I, this is going to be a tough game for them, but they've already passed all the eye tests for me. I know I'm jumping on the bandwagon maybe too early, but <laughs> sign me up, man. Go Bad X. I think they go to 3-0. This is the first real, real, real tough test for the Hatchets. On the road against a very disciplined team who can chew up an entire quarter in one drive on you. So Bad X, the possession is going to be at a premium for them. They want to do the same kind of thing. Bad X wins this game, but do not be surprised that this thing is close until the end. I, I just There's something about this USA team. They have a lot of talent, not very deep, but uh, give me the hatchets in the end. Bad X is 2-0 for the first time since 2001. And that year, they lost to USA 30-26. to They finished the year at 7-3. Caro at 0-2, taking on Reese in Reese, who is 2-0. Caro, the second straight year, starting out undefeated, I should say, 0-2. They lost a virtual run in USA. Reese with a win tonight, ties the most wins in a season for them since 2017. Yeah, that's, that seems so sad. Reese has always been really solid, but a couple of rough years, but they do get back to 3-0, and and they get back there with ease tonight. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, it's looking like if Bad X can get by USA tonight, we are looking at an eventual Reese Bad X showdown for the for the Greater Thumb West. I truly believe they're the two best teams, and, and Reese wins this game uh, pretty easily. And the final game of the Greater Thumb Conference tonight would be the game in front of us on the WLW Sports Network. Lakers in Cass City, and all four of our experts taking Lakers. Dave Hansen taking Lakers by 30. Dan Banky taking Lakers by 32. Doug Cole taking Lakers by 10. And Paul P. Adams stuck in the middle with you, Lakers, by 20 points. It's time for a short break. When we return, we'll take a look at the away team tonight, the Cassidy Red Hawks with Scott Cathrell at the helm for 20 years, 19 years. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, your home for high school football. Lakers hosting the Cassidy Red Hawks in week number three. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. The Kansas City Redhawks on the road in week number three to take on the Alton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Dan Banky with their call tonight from the heart of Laker country, just west of the Laker Legacy Center. The Lakers are hosting the Kansas City Redhawks, and when you take a look at the history of the Kansas City football program, you'll note that the last decade has been a special one. Since the 2012 season, the Kansas City Redhawks have had nine straight winning seasons, making it to the playoffs in the last seven years and making deep playoff runs in just the last two seasons. All of this is made possible by their head coach, Scott Cuthrell, who has this program, has built this program from the ground up. That's absolutely right. He's coached 19 years, 184 games. He's won 106 of them. But an interesting fact is he's gotten half of those wins have all come in the last six years. In the last three years, Greater Thumb Conference West champions. He's got two districts, two regionals, and two semis, and those both came in the last two years. So the success has come later in his coaching career, and uh, they were fun to watch the last couple of years for sure. And mind you, those two district and regional titles were the only two district and regional titles in, in school, school history. history. It is no secret that the Cassidy Redhawks saw a good chunk of their team graduate last year. That includes their quarterback, a majority of their backfield, and nearly their entire line. All in all, the Red Hawks graduated eight starters on offense, nine starters on defense. That made way for the sophomore quarterback with a bright future in Carter Patrick, 
Unfortunately, he broke his collarbone in a preseason scrimmage, so now it's Riley Swiderski stepping up to the plate. One of the more fun names to say on this roster. Yes, Riley Swiderski, that's right, junior. He plays defensive back. Uh, he actually completed 55% of his passes last week, 97 yards and a touchdown. He also carried the ball seven times. He... There hasn't been a lot of success on offense, but he has been a, a bright spot throwing the football a little bit. So dual threat, he's going to try to move the ball in different ways, but it starts with him distributing the football well for this offense to get rolling. In the backfield, Cassidy lost Alex Perry and no Zaleski to graduation, who combined for over 1,600 yards in 11 weeks last season. The Red Hawks do return their fullback, Jordan Mester, and is the current leading rusher through two games. Landon Schott, Cameron Goschonk, and Aiden Torres split time to join Mester in the three-man backfield. That's absolutely right. Goschonk, though, had no luck last week against Badek. Six carries, just two yards, and a fumble. And Jordan Mester, he's only been able to rack up 120 yards and one touchdown in the season total. So they, they really have not had much going on offense. But Jordan Mester is the primary ball carrier, but that's what defenses are trying to take away. So it's up to guys like Cameron Gotchuk to step up and create those holes and, and create those different options for Swiderski and Mester and open the field up a little bit more. Part of Cassidy having a reduced rushing attack so far through two games is partly due to the injury bug as well. Connor Herford, the only returning lineman from 2020, who also happens to be 6'4", 240 pounds, has been battling a lower body injury and is hoping to get back into the game sooner than later. I'm sure Cathrell is itching to have his star right tackle back in the lineup. Well, that certainly changes a defensive strategy going against Connor Herford. It takes two guys, sometimes three, to, to get him out of the way to get into the backfield and that's a weapon for Cass City. That's the guy they want to run behind. That's the guy they want to at least sell fakes behind, get defenses leaning that way. And without him, whoever you put in there is obviously smaller, not as experienced. So Connor Herford would be a, a, is a much needed piece to this offensive line for Cass City. On defense, Jordan Mester is leading the teams in tackles. But as a team, has allowed an average of 42 points per game through the first two weeks of the season. Not really the defense you're looking for. No, but he has been a bright spot. 13 tackles, he has a sack, but the team has just three tackles for loss this season. And against Bad X alone, they gave up 462 yards on the ground and six touchdowns. Now, Bad X has done that to a lot of teams, but uh, at some point, you know, that, that you got to be able to stop the bleeding, and, and Cassidy was unable to do that against Bad X. We are just 24 minutes away from kickoff in week number three, Cassidy at Lakers. Keep it locked down your home for high school football, the W, LW Sports Network, being powered by Agar Valley Services. Up next, we'll take a look at the home team, the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers, at home for the first time this season. You're listening to the W, LW Sports Network, your home for high school football. You're listening to the W. Allen W. Sports Network, your home for high school football. The Cassidy Red Hawks on the road taking on the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers in week number three. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, and Dan Bank with your call tonight. We heard from Paul P. Adams in our media roundtable from the Huron County News Sports Editor there. Always glad to have him with us in the booth. And first-year head coach Dave Lavasser is no stranger to taking over a program in surging the team forward in its first year. He was the defensive coordinator last year under former head coach Steve Berg, who finished 28-12 and 12 over four years. This year, Lavasser takes the reins and has overhauled the offense and implemented a fast-paced spread offense. 
He comes to the table with about a decade of head coaching experience, with tonight being his 77th game as a varsity football head coach. That's right, and as you said, his first year as head coach at Lakers, he, he actually teaches science and physical education, but he has coached at Oscoda. He has coached at Pinconning High School. Uh, back in Oscoda, they were only 14-23 and 23 under his helm, but they led the first year he led the team to the playoff for the first time in 15 years and in, in Pinconning, a very similar story. 12-25 and 25 is his record. It doesn't sound great, but he made a playoff run that first year in 2016, and that was their first run after a seven-year hiatus from making the playoffs. The Lakers lost 10 total players to graduation this past offseason, which primarily was found in the trenches with Blake Smithers, Garrett Bowles, and Weston Bowles, right tackle, tight end, and center, respectively. With the Lakers' return is a flurry of firepower in their backfield and receiving core that is led by second-year starting junior quarterback Connor McCain. Connor McCain is very important to this offense. He is going to be the distributor, and he is going to be asked to throw the football a lot more than our teams in the area normally do. Again, 5'11", 185 pounds. He's already attempted 46 passes on the year. He's had five interceptions. That number's got to stay down, but he has 329 yards passing in four TDs. He's averaging just under 50% per pass, but uh, rushing the ball, he's had no luck. Nine carries, negative 35 yards, and sacked five times against that outstanding Albie Bearcat defense. With the offense passing the ball that much more, McCain has found a couple of his favorite targets early in the season, both in their first year on varsity. Between Dylan Wainer and Michael Good, they've brought in 17 of the 23 completed receptions this season for the Lakers. These guys, they, they have been very underrated and kind of a surprise to a lot of us who didn't know how this offense was going to look. Dylan Wainer stands at 6'5", 180-pound senior. He's at nine catches, 174 yards, and three scores. And, and Michael Good, 6'3", 180 himself. He's a junior. He plays in the slot mostly, but eight catches, 122 yards, in the TD to boot. These guys are going to be the ones are the primary pass catchers for quarterback McCain. I would say Dylan Wainer is your stereotypical or just prototypical wide receiver. Tall, lanky, long arms, can leap, can jump, he can do everything. He's going to put it on the outside edge there and just see what he can do against his cornerbacks. Exactly, because a lot of our cornerbacks in this area are going to be undersized, so he's going to have a 3-4, maybe even 6-inch advantage on some of these corners. He's going to draw double teams, When if that's the case, that's where Michael Good is outstanding. He's speedy, he's shifty, and at 6-3, he's taller than a lot of these corners he's going to face as well, and he's going to catch some passes down the middle of the field that's really going to open up the run game and some other things for this offense. In the backfield, it's been a little bit of a rushing game by committees so far this season. Ethan Wisner, their returning powerful fullback, was injured in week one in the first half against Beecher, and Zach Kretschmer's first game of the season is first this evening. Filling in for those two have been Logan Carlson-Russell and Garrett Strahan. And neither one of those two have as many rushing yards as Ethan Wisner does in that first half of that first game. So you can tell the without Wisner, without uh, Kretschmer, this running game has really suffered, and because of that, they've just kind of left it as is and started to throw the ball more. Could it put it in comparison, McCain has passed the ball 46 times this year. He passed it 50 all season last year, so he's almost hit his season total. So not that these guys aren't important, but they really struggled. They've gone away from it. Tonight is the first night they're going to try and get back to running the ball a little better. Logan Collison Russell will be the second back, and, and Strahan could be a fullback scenario guy, but... I think Kretschmer comes back and becomes the lead dog with Wisner on the sideline this week, and I think they'll have a little more success running the ball 
which will then allow them to open up the passing game. In Lakers, 40-8 to loss at Ubley, a very tough place to play, always on the banks of the Cass River. The green and white defense gave up 343 yards on the ground for three scores and then another 164 yards through the air and a touchdown. Hopefully getting a few players back on the active roster will help hone in that Laker defense tonight. And it absolutely will. Uh, we, we've been talking just about the offense and what uh, Kretschmer and company brings on the offensive side, but they get deeper on defense as well. And I, I think they'll, this is a good rebound game for them after all, because Cassidy has really struggled, and they are very young, and they are still trying to figure out their identity and who's going to be the vocal point of their offense. And I think this gives this defense a chance to really get some momentum on their side. Tonight, it's Lakers' first home game of the season as they host the Kansas City Redhawks. It's all right here on the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services. Your home for high school football all season long is right here on the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Banky with your call tonight. From the heart of Laker country, wind turbines in the back. Looks like we got some sugar beets beyond the field here tonight. And we are 10 minutes away from kickoff. Good eye, sir. Very Thank good you. Eye. Thank you. As the crow flies, just 14 and a half miles separate Cass City and Laker High Schools. For those making the journey to tonight's game, it would be 17 miles by roadway and take 21 minutes straight up Cemetery Road and west on M142, depending on how many of those sugar beet trucks you run into. In regards to school size, according to the MHSA, there are 280 students at Laker High School, 268 down the road in Cass City. Lakers is the fifth largest school in the Greater Them Conference, Cass City the ninth largest. So by going by a student enrollment, it is Lakers by 12 students. Tonight marks the 63rd meeting in history since the schools of Elkton, Pigeon, and Bayport consolidated before the 1960 football season. Lakers holds the series with 43 wins compared to the Red Hawks with 18. Last year was the first year ever that Cass City and Lakers did not face off in football. They were scheduled to meet in week number three, and if you remember, much like this year, in fact, the same schedule, but if you remember, the football season did not resume until the week four schedule, picking things up after the COVID break. Through two games this season, Lakers are averaging 16 points a game, just the ninth best offense of the 14 GTC teams. Cass City is 12th, scoring nine and a half per game through two games. So on offense, it's Lakers favored by six and a half points. In the last 10 matchups, Lakers have won eight of them. Cassidy win the last two, though, in 2018 and 2019. Despite the recent lopsided record, this is what's interesting. The Red Hawks are averaging 20 points in the last 10 games. Lakers are averaging 18.4. So even though Lakers has won eight and Cassidy has only won two, the average score in the last 10 games is favored for the Cassidy Red Hawks by 1.6 points. Defensively, both teams have had tough schedules so far. Lakers had the 12th best defense in the Greater Thumb Conference, but also the equivalent of the third worst. The Green-White are giving up 29 points a game on defense. Cass City currently has the second worst defense, allowing 42 points a game in the first two matchups in 2021. Now, mind you, these averages are very weak based on just two games to go off of, so don't take too much and don't go to church with it. So on defense, it's Lakers favored by 13 points. 
Las Vegas has set their line for the game. They're confident that line, unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at the Ohio State University and Joe Biden's sports wagering department said after factoring in all possibilities, stats, injury, weather, and location that's spread for tonight's game sits at, and this is just updated just a few moments ago, Lakers 13.5 points. Tonight is the 253rd day of the year, meaning there are just 112 days left until New Year's Eve. Dave, have any plans? Well, I, th- I think we're going to convince Dan to Oh, that's set right. It up, I right? forgot about that. And he's not, well, he's probably listening, so he's finding out right now. Well, now, now we can't even argue with that. Exactly. Exactly. We'd like to say hello and greetings to all of our listeners tuning in tonight, whether you're on your way to the game right now, on your way home from work, or perhaps at home making dinner, which, Dave, that leads me to this week's trivia question. And the topic is TV dinners. TV dinners. It was on this date in 1953 that the very first Swanson TV dinner was sold. As more and more women joined the workforce after World War II and into the 1950s, the need for more convenience around meals was needed. My question to you, Dave, the first one of three tonight, in the first full calendar year, 1954, how many Swanson TV dinners were sold? 1954, how many dinners could there possibly be? Frozen TV dinners. Gosh, there just couldn't have been that many. I'm going to go with uh, a million. Well, you'd be wrong. Uh, Ten million. Ten million TV dinners were sold in the very first full year of Swanson's TV dinners. It was an immediate hit with the United States for a quick meal to be served and just by popping the aluminum tray in the oven and then 25 minutes later, you had a meal for the entire family with little cleanup. The dinner was a hit in part because of its timing. In 1950, just 9% of U.S. households had a television set. With the TV dinner, the entire meal could be served and eaten without missing the family's favorite television program. Because by 1955, over 64% of U.S. homes had television sets and made for the perfect setting for this new innovative meal. My second question to you, Dave, is by 1960, what percentage of homes had a television set? How many, how many homes and TVs in 1960? So just 10 years later, I'm going to say it was uh, quite a few. I'm going to go with uh, We're looking for a percentage. 75%. That's in the ballpark, but even higher than that. 87% of homes in 1960 had television sets, and that's by 1960. Over 46 million families had televisions in their homes, and get this, some even had more than one television set in their house. Such a crazy, bizarre concept. Today, there are 121 million homes in America with televisions, or 19 out of every 20 houses. My final question, as televisions became more and more popular in the 1950s, so did the frozen TV dinner. By 1960, Dave, how many frozen TV dinners were sold? So you said in 1953, there was 10 million, right? Is that what you said? So just seven years later, uh, it's got to be a big number. I'm going to go with... uh, a quarter, uh, a quarter of a billion. Like a 250 million. Say that again. I apologize, Dave. That's just fine. I went with a, a quarter of a billion. Let's go 250 million TV dinners. Well, it's actually 214 million. And uh, that's an increase of over 2,000% in just six years. By 1994, that number grew to over 2 billion dinners. Interestingly enough... Due to the pandemic, Americans bought 50% more frozen dinners in 2020 than in 2019, making it a $9 billion business. Dave Hansen, where are your three keys for tonight's game? Well, let's start with the road team here, Cass City. They, they got to get things going, and I think the best way to do that is to slow down opposing offenses. So let's start with them by extending some drives. Let's get some first downs. It doesn't have to be pretty. You need two and a half yards to play. Make it happen. On the other side of the ball would be for the Lakers, minimize their mistakes. 
if they can do the opposite of, of Cass City and score, this team is not necessarily high fast, but they don't like to huddle. They don't like to pick up the pace too much. They can, but they like to get up the line of scrimmage, create hassle, try to guess when they're going to snap the ball, burn some play clock, and then run their play and predominantly pass the football. And when you do that, you have to minimize those mistakes. And if you can keep your offense on the field, they could score in a hurry tonight if things go their way. And third and always an important thing that we mention up here is to stay disciplined. The Lakers has been known to be a very high penalized team. And if they can keep those holding calls, those, those types of things down, I think they're going to be in good shape tonight against Cassidy. Now we tune in and listen to our national anthem presented and performed by the Laker marching band on the 50-yard line here in week number three. An absolutely beautiful night for football. We'll get to our current conditions in just a moment as we listen in. Michigan are 70 degrees with partly cloudy skies. They're calling for a 1% chance of rain this evening. Winds are out of the south-southwest at 3 miles per hour and gusting up to 5. Visibility is at 10 miles. Barometric pressure is at dropping at 30.01 inches and the dew point is at 52 degrees. It feels like it's 70 degrees out. The humidity is at 59%. Sunset at 7.51 tonight and we're currently in a waxing crescent moon phase. So I think it's safe to say it's a beautiful night for football. Sunrise today was at 7.06, sunset at 7.51. So on September 10th, 2021, we've had 12 hours and 47 minutes of daylight. And the saddest stat of all night on the broadcast, we lost 23 minutes of daylight since our last broadcast. Cassidy won the toss, elected to defer to the second half, so they'll be kicking off to the Lakers to start this game. Your officials tonight, your referee would be Joel Mychek, umpire Steve Stodolak, head linesman Dave Radke, line judges Jack Service, and back judge would be Blake my check. Dave Hansen, beautiful night for football. And the Lakers are going to be quarterbacked by Connor McCain, his second year starting quarterback. He's a 5'11", 185-pound junior. In his backfield, he'll have Logan Carlson Russell at running back as well as, well, the other running back might be a question mark. Zach Kretschmer will not be in the lineup until the second quarter. Ethan Wisner out with a injury for at least another week. He is not dressed in pads tonight. Your line, your center would be Charlie Sinai. Left guard would be Peyton Kinney. Right guard would be Colton Oyervides. Left tackle, Blaine Wren. Your right tackle, Luke Braun. 
Out in the wide in the receiving core, wide receiver Tyler Hill, Dylan Wayner in the slot, Michael Good. Those are your 11 starters for the Lakers. Yes, and it won't take long, and we'll get to see that offense perform. But uh, we're hearing rumblings of some of some shuffling of offensive linemen and things in the backfield. But uh, for the most part, you're going to see what this team is is really going to do when when Logan Collis and Russell gets on the field. Then you're going to see what this team wants to do when he gets in the lineup. So you'll have to, you'll have to wait till the second quarter for that. But nonetheless, here Cass City breaks the huddle and they are ready to kick this ball off and get this game underway. Deep bag for the Lakers, staying in their own 10-yard line would be Garrett Strahan and Jaden Nugent. Both uh, junior and a senior back there, respectively, in the kick coming from Cass City. Comes into the hands of Garrett Strahan at the 11. He cuts into the middle of the field, breaks one tackle across there, and fumbled on the play. It looks like Lakers jumped on it on a second half, bounced right up into the air, and a green jersey jumped on it at the 20-yard line. So it's going to be a 10-yard return for Garrett Strahan, recovered by Jaden Nugent, the other deep back. So Lakers starts out first and 10 from their own 20-yard line. Ooh, crisis averted already on the first play in front of this home crowd. Never want to turn it over on the opening kickoff, but... Uh, Ball bounces the right way for the home team, and we get to see this uh, this new reformed spread offense come out on the field here this evening. First and ten, right to left across your radio, two wide each way. One man in the backfield with McCain in the shotgun running back to his right. So there's your answer to your question, just one running back out there for the green and white. Wide left, that would be number three, Tyler Hill, as well as number 20, Logan Gallison. Russell to the right would be Michael Good and Dylan Wainer. Wainer wide right in the slot and it's a handoff to number 21 Garrett Strahan and the big man for Cass City Landon shot outside linebacker brings him down just a sophomore and brings him down to the backfield rips him down for a four-yard loss back to the 16-yard line second down in 13. And Cass City just daring them to throw the football. It's man-to-man -man coverage out here. There's really no deep safety, no help. So they are trusting their corners to guard these guys one-on-one -on -one so they can keep enough bodies in the box to make that happen right there and stuff the run for no gain to start this game. Loss of three on the play, second and 13, right to left across your radio. Trips to the right, one to the left. McCain, a little bit of low snap, has to get rid of this one, dumps this one as he had white jersey charging him down in the backfield. Hits the feet of his intended receiver. That was Jaden Nugent, or Garrett Strahan. Falls incomplete, third and 13. Oh, the play was dialed up perfectly. You let that end come through intentionally because you want your quarterback to continue to back up by time for that screen pass. But he was not able to line up Garrett Strahan. The ball falls harmlessly to the ground. But if completed, there were three linemen in front of Strahan ready to create some havoc and a big game potential. But instead, Cassidy's pressure is able to make things happen. Incomplete pass, and now it's third down and very long for the home team. Leading that charge for the Cassidy Red Hawks, Connor Herford in the ball game, playing defensive end, six foot four, two hundred and forty pounds, senior. Shotgun snap into the hands of McCain. Pump fakes, throws it downfield to the far sideline. This one's going to be thrown into double coverage. It's intercepted by Cassidy at the forty-three yard line. That's brought in by number twenty-seven. We do not have that number. We'll figure it out eventually. And that is going to be the turnover for the Kansas City Redhawks. They were looking for first and 10 for the Redhawks on the short side of the field. And looking for Michael Good, and he kind of pulled up. There was miscommunication there. He slowed up, and when that ball was thrown, it was a good-looking ball, but over his head because Michael Good got turned around. He slowed down his route like he wasn't supposed to get the ball, and by the time he adjusted, it was over his head, and an easy interception for the Kansas City defense in number 27. Doesn't miss it. Turns the ball right over, and now Cassidy takes over in Laker country territory already. 
So at the plus on the plus side of the field at the 43-yard line, the Cassidy starts out first and 10. It's a pitch out to Landon Shot coming around the right side and gets back to the original line of scrimmage on a second effort. They're going to say he was his knee was down at the original line of scrimmage. Tackle made by number 52 as well as number 20. We have that number, Cone, or number 20, Logan Carlson, Russell. And number 27 would be Mason Nevik. Thank you for that note. So nice little, uh, they're going to say one yard on the gain out to the 42-yard line for Landon Schott. Man, it was a lot of work for Landon Schott. They pitch it out to him, and he has to bounce off a defender way back in the backfield. But he's able to make a miss and get a positive yard But until those green jerseys swarmed him down. Short gain on the play. Second down, nine to go, left right across your radio. Handoff to number five, Aiden Torres. Has positive yards and fumbled on the play. It looks like Lakers may have jumped on it at the 40-yard line. Two green jerseys there. But they're going to say Aiden Torres jumped on it at the very last second. Yes, he did. And Cassidy, all said and done, moves the ball forward for two yards to the 40-yard line. He got two yards and a great juke left two Lakers defenders laying on the ground. But that third one came by and swipes it right out. And for Aiden Torres, when he goes to the ground, that ball... Fortunately, hops right back into his arms for a positive two-yard gain on the play. Third down, six to go. We'll call it seven or somewhere in there. Right at the 40-yard line of Laker territory. Cassidy, after an interception setting up this drive, handoff right up the middle to Jordan Mester. He's pushing forward the pile of three green jerseys across the 35 and finally brought down at the 34-yard line for a six-yard gain. Tackle made by Colton Oyavides, the middle linebacker for the Lakers. Third down, in, or excuse me, fourth down in short, fourth down in one yard. And Jordan Mester's the guy they really want to get going. He's the guy they're going to lean on this entire season and that was a great start a quick fullback dive right at right around the guard and he gets into the backfield into the secondary actually quite quickly and that's what they need is to get by those big offensive linemen and force that secondary to make tackles they able they're able to do it short of the first down marker but now where they're at on the field fourth down and one is go territory for Cassidy Riley Swarovski brings his team to the line just need one yard out to the 33 yard line they're at the 34 handoff he has the first down and Jordan Messer strides across the line and gets all the way down to the 27 yard line tripped up by Dylan Wainer out of the secondary the free safety move the chains for the Cassidy Redhawks deeper just on the edge of the red zone so each guy gets a carry on that drive and the guy on fourth down is the one who had the best-looking run, and that was Jordan Mester, and he does exactly what this team needs him to do is get important first downs when they need it. And Jordan Mester comes through with our first first down of the game, and it goes for the road team, Cass City. I don't know, guys. My media roundtable pick is looking good so far for the Cass City Red Hawks. The return of Connor Herford makes a big difference for this Cass City team. Right tackle there, of course, 6'4", 240. He was fighting a injury up to this point looks so, good, so far so good for him hand off to number 22 landon shot pushes forward across the 25 down to the 23 falls forward tackle made by michael good weak side linebacker a junior for this Lakers squad gain of four in the play second down and six and just power football pushing it ahead trying to push those lakers defenders back they're able to get a couple yards little better effort there, get three or so on first down. That's what you're looking for in that wing T offense, and Cass City is a traditional wing T offense team, and they get what they need on first down. Second down, six from the 23 inside the red zone. Riley Swiderski gets the call from head coach Scott Cuthrell and trots back into the huddle. 7.45 left in the first quarter, no score. Lakers first drive after just three plays intercepted by Cassidy on their side of the field. And now Cassidy inside the 25 trying to score for the first time tonight and take a potential lead. 
Wing T to the left, two men backfield with the lead blocker to the left, and it's a handoff to Jordan Mester. And the Lakers swarms to the line of scrimmage, and not much going on there. Peyton Kinney, defensive tackle, brings him down, as well as Garrett Strahan in for support. Third down and still six to go. So if you recognize the, the nicer runs that Jordan Mester had, they were on the right-hand side, and we know who's blocking on that side. So they go to the left with Jordan Mester, and they find nothing. As uh, led by Peyton Kinney, the first one in the backfield to stop that run for no positive gain. Lakers going a little bit, or Cass City actually as well, going with a little bit different helmets. Before they had a black stripe down the middle with black numbers. Now they have a white stripe on their silver helmets, gray helmets with white numbers as well. Swarderski under center, hands off to number 22, Landon shot. He gets tripped up right away, falls forward out to the 22-yard line, a gain of a yard. Tackle made by Austin Strahan for the Lakers. Sets to be fourth down and five to go for the Red Hawks. At that time, uh, Lakers swarms of the football gambles that they're going to run behind Hereford. They send as many as they can. Uh, you mentioned Strahan. Michael Good not that far away. It helps clean up that tackler and now forces fourth down. A good six to go, I think, and uh, that, that's, that's an interesting situation for a wing T team. But uh, we haven't seen the quarterback keep it himself. These are some of those situations where maybe Swiderski's asked to do all the fakes and keep it himself around the outside. Cassidy's at the 22-yard line. They need to get down to the Lakers' 17-yard line. Working off the right hash, left right across your radio. Swiderski in the white jersey clad Cassidy Redhawks, and it's a handoff to Jordan Mester across the 20, lunges forward with the ball on a second effort and gets down to about the 18-yard line. And tackle made by Colton Oyervides out of the mid-linebacking core, and he's short by a yard. And a turnover on downs for the Cassidy Redhawks gives the ball back to the Lakers. I was very close. And Jordan Mester, he almost had it. He even extended his arms out. I don't know if he was rewarded with that extension, but comes up a, a, a nice yard short and a pretty good stand by this Lakers defense. It, it's been a struggle for the Lakers defense. Good sign for them to pick up their offense after the interception, get off the field, and now they will get their second chance on offense, but well back in their own territory, a long field ahead of them. When Lakers threw that interception, they were at their own 17-yard line. Now they pick up the ball at the 18-yard line. Two receivers wide each way. McCain in the shotgun has a running back to his right. That'd be Garrett Strahan. Looks to the sideline to get the call. Lakers singling in two different play call players there, trying to evade the defense from picking up on their singles. First and 10 from the 18-yard line of their own territory. 0-0, 5-52 left here in the first quarter still. Lakers now adjusting. Reading the defense as good as possible here. Two wide each way. In a man in motion, Logan Carlson wrestled to the far sideline. Rolling to his right, Connor McCain looking to pass downfield. Has Connor Herford in front of him. Breaks free that one. But there is Cameron Gaschok to bring him down for the big sack way back at the seven-yard line. A huge loss of about 11 yards. When all said and done, Connor McCain could not evade those white jerseys on defense and brings him down for a big loss. Well, when you roll out, you limit the field that you're running to. So when you roll to that right side, there's nowhere else to go, and when Connor McCain runs out of running room, the one thing you cannot do is turn back around and rotate back to the middle of the field because that's where the rest of the defense is coming from. If you don't see anything, you got to get rid of the football or just tuck it down and keep going. You cannot take an 11-yard loss, and that started with Connor Herford, and Cameron Gottschalk doesn't miss him for a big sack. Loss 11. Three wide to the left, one to the right. Connor, or excuse me, Connor McCain trying to, he's in the uh, inside the end zone. Chip flips it out to number 21, Garrett Strahan. He has positive yards and gets all the way across the 22-yard line. When all said and done, that play could have been disastrous for McCain and the Lakers. Instead, it's picked up by Strahan. It moves the ball forward, short of the first down marker, but second or third down in manageable, we'll call it. And Connor McCain, with this being his second year 
as a quarterback on this team and understanding that his new head coach was on the staff last year that's plays like that that allows this offense to be run and what's going on is he was about to be sacked in the end zone for a safety he had to underhand pitch it and he was able to find 21 for a first down little bubble screen there into the hands of logan Carlson. russell has the first down across the 30-yard line out to the 31-yard line tackle made by the secondary aiden torres for the cassie redhawks move the chains for the lakers for the first time tonight a nice throw there by mccain the first time he's been able to drop back and plant his back foot and deliver a, a nice pass to a receiver on an intended route it was a curl route and he's able to hit him right on the number just a few yards past that first down marker and Lakers gets a much needed first down for this game. First and 10 from their own 31 yard line, right to left cross the radio in their home green jerseys. McCain looking to pass in the pocket. He's hit as he throws, and this one's brought in by Dylan Wainer. Has the first down, gets both feet in. That would be good on Sundays after an 11 yard reception for number 11. Dylan Wainer move the chains. Great route there by Wainer as he's able to lose the freshman, Mason Nevick. He falls down on the play because the route was ran so well. And even though uh, quarterback McCain didn't get a lot on it. He got enough on it to get it to Wainer, and that's a pretty easy throw and catch for a first down. Trips to the left this time, one to the right. That'd be Wainer all by his lonesome man in motion. And now it's a screen pass to the left side of Michael Good, and it goes right through his hands, over his hands, and incomplete. Falls incomplete, second down and 10 from the Laker 42-yard line, second down and 10. Sophomore Landon shot was closing in on the receiver quickly, but that, that's just an errant throw by McCain. As soon as you catch the ball, you know you're pivoting and throwing to that receiver. There's nobody near him. Just an errant throw over his head because that's a pretty tall receiver he missed, but Landon shot was closing down on that quickly. May have disrupted a few things, but uh, those are the throws that McCain's going to have to make tonight if they're going to win this game. Second down and 10. Trips to the left once again. McCain rolling to his left, throwing down to the corner, and this one actually goes through the hands of Logan Carlson. Russell in coverage was Aiden Torres, as well as number 22, Landon Shot falls incomplete. Third down and 10 from the 42. Same thing again. They, they roll him the opposite way. A right-hander wants to roll, but he's able to turn his body, set his feet, and when he throws it, you see a deep streak down the field. You see that eight-yard curl route, and then you got a guy in the flat, and there's only two defenders there to guard them all. He's got a wide-open receiver in Logan Collison Russell, and he just flat-out misses him. He throws it over his head, and it almost hits the track in the air. He's got to get that ball down and allow his receiver to catch the football and make a play on it. Two wide each way. And in the backfield, we have Logan Collison Russell and Garrett Strahan. We have seen Connor McCain go out wide to the left once before and actually brought in a catch earlier in the season. It's that run for Logan Carlson. Russell up the gut. Not a whole lot going there. Out to the 44-yard line. Stopped by Cameron Gostchuk, the nose guard. And after all said and done, a two, maybe three-yard gain sets a fourth down in seven for the Elkton Pigeon Bay Four Lakers. Yeah, I guess I, I don't really like that play call. If you're going to run the ball, run it on an earlier down. I, I'd rather see McCain get another chance to throw the ball on third down, but they're, they're lining up like they're going to go for it here, guys, with two two running backs keeping McCain company in the backfield. In their own territory at their own 44-yard line, they need to get to the Cass City 48-yard line. Fourth down in a long seven. Two wide to the right, one to the left, and now looks like they're going into the punt formation. Logan Carlson Russell gets this one barely over the line of scrimmage. Bounces twice into the hands of Cohen Sherman from the 26-yard line, still on his feet, and brought down by Colton Oyervidez on special teams. And Cass City back on offense. Still a 0-0 ball game with 3.09 left in the first quarter. Cass City on offense for the second time. 
Yeah, it was a pretty scary kick. They said that ball barely got over the line of scrimmage, but it was knuckling and had some top spin, so it got out there a decent ways, but fielded well by Cassidy. He's able to make the first guy miss, but Kenny's the second one, and he doesn't miss him. Great open field tackle there by the Lakers special teams, and Cassidy will come on the field for the second time tonight. Cassidy getting the call from Riley Swirsky from Scott Cuthrell. Comes back to the line. Left side of the radio at the 28-yard line in their own territory. Moving to the right side, 3.09 left here in the first quarter. We've had an interception, a turnover on downs, and now a punt between the two teams. And Cassidy back in offense. That means good things are coming, right? I mean, it's getting better. Is that, is that what I I'm suppose. supposed to look at? I suppose. Hand off right up the middle to number five, Aiden Torres. Pushes forward for whatever he's got. Not a whole lot there. Gets out to the 29-yard line. Stopped by Michael Good after just a one-yard gain. The weak side linebacker cleaning him up. Second down and nine. And he was uh, followed by a swarm of Laker defenders. as they, they located the football quite well and was able to get them right at the line of scrimmage. I, I think a yard gain there is, is quite a gift. But uh, nonetheless, great job by the Laker defense stopping that run before it had any chance of getting anywhere. Second down, nine to go. Cassidy's still in the huddle. And they're all white jerseys, gray helmets, white numbers, white stripe down the middle, black face mask. Classic T formation, straight T. Sarewski under center, handoff. Quarterback keeper around the left side, has a lead blocker, has the first down. Across the 40, across the 45, across midfield. He's still on his feet in line side Laker territory. And pushed out of bounds by Jaden Nugent, well beyond the 40-yard line. And they're going to say he stepped out of bounds. At the 42, when all said and done. And now they're saying he stepped out at the 50-yard line. So an 11-yard gain, as apparently, we, of course, we don't have the best vision on that far sideline. So first and 10 for Cass, for Cass City, right at midfield, left right across your radio. Whistles must not work on that side of the field either. They just let the play keep going. But wow, either way, that was... Uh, in our wing tee offenses, we've seen the teams that run it best. We've seen that quarterback keeper, if you have an... Ele an athletic quarterback. We've seen that play hit big for teams, and uh, they set it up well and got a big game. Back to pass, rolling to his right. Two white green jerseys on him, and Swiderski is brought down for a 10-yard last on the sack. Logan Carlson Russell, as well as number 62, Peyton Kinney, the defensive end, brings him down for an 11-yard loss back at the 39-yard line. Second down in a country mile. Well, you just got a pretty good gain by the quarterback on the keeper on the outside, and uh, I like the play call by Coach Cathrell. I absolutely love the, the play call for the play action. However, uh, it's completely covered. The Lakers were not fooled. They had all three receivers covered on the rollout, and there was nowhere to go for Swiderski as he's double teamed in the backfield. The pressure comes quickly, and all he can do is tuck the football and take a big sack on first down. Tonight's teams, based on two weeks' averages, feature the 12th and 13th best defenses in the Great Rhythm Conference, and it's a 0-0 ball game with a minute 40 left in the first quarter. Cass City on offense facing a second down in 21 from their own 39-yard line. It's a handoff to Jordan Mester up the gut, pushes the pile forward, and on a second and third, maybe even a fourth effort, gets out for eight yards. Stop, my, stop made finally by Garrett Strahan out of the secondary. Jordan Mester pushing that entire pile just by his lonesome third down and 13. You got to love that from their senior playing fullback. Just his second down in a country mile, and he's pushing people out of the way, getting a tough earned eight yards. A nice run by him. Third down and quite long here still to go, but if they're able to get a good chunk of yards here, even six or eight, they, they will be in Laker territory. They may consider going for it on fourth down. Third down, 13 from the 47. Cassidy taking their time in the huddle. Less than a minute to play here in the first quarter. Still no score. 
This is the fourth drive between the two teams. Both teams with two offensive series so far. Lakers resulting in interception and a punt. Cassidy, a turnover on downs, and now their second one here. Throwing downfield, and this one's tipped in the back, way back at the 25-yard line. Pass was intended for number 10, Lance Swiderski, but Dylan Wayner, lanky number 11, Dylan Wayner, getting his hand on it and tipped that one down. Incomplete pass, and Cassidy's facing a fourth and 13 from their own 47. Dylan Wainer got quite fortunate because he started to backpedal. And if, if he definitely doesn't play outfield for the baseball team because you're backpedaling, you're in trouble. you got to get back there and get to the spot where the ball's going to land. But he's 6'5", lanky, and is able to get his fingertips on that ball. I think he could have made a little better play and picked that thing off because it was just a little bit underthrown. But uh, wide receiver Lance Swiderski, he was open. He had a step and a half on the defender. There was a chance for a huge play for Cass City. But leave it to Wainer to knock that ball down. Falls harmlessly to the ground, and now the punting unit on for Cass City. Deep back for the Lakers would be Logan Carlson Russell. He stands at the 24-yard line of Lakers. A little bit of a low snap, but it's good in a way by number 44, Lucas Shearhart. Takes a Cassidy bounce inside the 20 and finally comes to rest at the 16-yard line. Down by Landon Shot plays running back as well as outside linebacker, a sophomore for the squad. First and 10 for the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. Still 0-0 with just 10 seconds left here in the first quarter. I'm not sure. I expected a defensive uh, juggernaut worth the game, but this first quarter, both defenses uh, have played better than they've played in the first two games. And uh, both offenses struggling to find themselves. The, the, the passing game for the Lakers has not been there. The running game has been zero. Cassidy has had a couple spurts of runs, but uh, big losses on first down has really cost them on their first drive, on their second drive, excuse me. So Lakers at the line. They hurry up to the line, but then never really snap the ball that quickly. Connor McCain staying in the pocket to pass right up the middle, and it's intercepted by Aiden Torres at the 21-yard line, and he's ripped down at the 19. Aiden Torres read the eyes of the quarterback and brought him down and makes him pay for his second interception tonight. Through double coverage, and he's staring down his receiver. Those, These are things that a young quarterback is going to learn, but when you're in a passing offense, even if you know a little bit where you're going, you have a defender you're trying to throw it onto, that's great, but you still have to look off the safety. And Aiden Torres does an excellent job of watching McCain's eyes floating in the middle of the field. And when he sees that he doesn't take his eyes off his intended receiver, he breaks for the football. And when that ball is thrown, he jumps the route. And actually, if he doesn't run into the official, he, he makes a play going the other way. But instead, it's a huge turnover for Cass City. And now all of a sudden, they're in go zone. They're down at the 20-yard line of Lakers looking to score. Inside the red zone, it's a handoff to number five, Aiden Torres. Lunges forward for out for maybe two yards, three yards out to the 18-yard line. Tackle made by Garrett Strahan for the Laker defense. And we've reached the end of the first quarter with no points on the board. Just called Penn State and Wisconsin. 12 minutes now in the second quarter. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Second quarter action now. Still that 0-0 ball game. Cassidy on offense. Marching right to the left across your radio. Inside the red zone of the Lakers for the second time tonight. Still no points to show for it, though. Second down and seven from the Laker 18-yard line. As Cassidy in the first quarter had 36 total yards on 14 plays. Lakers 11 plays for 22 yards. 
Not exactly what we were expecting so far. No, and I'd like to chalk it up to great defense. I will say they've played pretty good defense, but uh, both offenses just have looked lost tonight. Handoff to Aiden Torres, jumps across the line of scrimmage and gets out to the 15-yard line. Tackle made by Colton Oravitas for the Lakers. A gain of three on the play, third down and five upcoming for the Red Hawks at the Laker 15-yard line. And, and that's it, too. That's all this Lakers defense is allowing is Torres, he tries to jump cut, but jumps right into the linebacker, Oyavitas, and uh, he cleans him up. But still, a three-yard gain. That's what this wing tee off is looking for, and that's what they get. Now four yards to go for first down. Third and five. They need to get down to the 10-yard line. Riley Swiderski breaks the huddle and leads the team up to the line of scrimmage. Your center would be Josh Steely, a 6'1", 215 junior. Swiderski gets the snap, handoff to Jordan Mester up the middle, has room to run, has crossed the first down marker and finally wrapped up at the six-yard line by Colton Oyervidez once again. Move the chains after a nine-yard pickup when they needed five. First and goal for the Kansas City Redhawks. That's been their best play so far is that fullback dive and then the quarterback keep around the outside. And those are the two guys that Lakers had to be scheming for was Swiderski going around the outside and Jordan Messer's been the household name for the past couple of years. So... Uh, very surprised. That defensive line has to stay disciplined of Lakers. Otherwise, Jordan Mester, they could go back to that play here again, and I wouldn't be surprised. That hole was gigantic. And Cassidy offensive line here showing a little life, creating some holes, at least up the middle for Mester. That lane for Jordan Mester over there was like driving through Dallas. 10.45. And, not, and driving a truck. Driving a truck through Dallas, there you go. excuse me. And we have a timeout called by Cass City with 10.46 left in the second quarter. 0-0, zero, zero, but they're knocking on the door. It's first and goal for the Cass City Redhawks right here on the WLW Sports Network. First and goal from the six-yard line for the Cassie Redhawks. And handoff to Jordan Messer gets out for maybe two yards, but a flag negates that one. And it'll be a hold against the Cassie Redhawks. Their first flag this evening pushes them back 10 yards from the spot of the foul, which is right at the original line of scrimmage. From the seven-yard line, so it'll be first and goal from the 17. Yeah, that's tough because uh, they did. They went right back to Jordan Messer again, and he, he was going to get a couple yards, but that, that back judge was able to find a guilty party and, Back him up 10 yards now. This is going to make this drive a little tougher now for Cass City. First and goal still. Cass City knocking on the door, trying to get the first points this evening. Their first drive, a turnover and downs. The second one resulted in a punt. They do have one, excuse me, two first downs this evening, same as the Lakers, but still a 0-0 score. First and goal from the 17 this time. 10.39 left in the first half. Rolling to his right, Swiderski back to pass. Has a man open, Aiden Torres. It's in and out of his hands. Hit him in the numbers. And falls incomplete. Coverage there for number 28, Austin Strahan, cornerback for the Lakers. Second and goal to go. Uh, Swiderski makes a pretty good pass, but Austin Strahan undercut it a little bit. And uh, he had to retreat backwards, and he's able to kind of swing his hands around and distract the receiver just enough. That ball gets through his arm somehow. The receiver didn't expect it. Hits him in the hits him in the chest and falls right to the ground harmlessly. So a break for the Lakers could have been a nice gain for Cass City. Instead, now it's second down and goal, but a long ways to go. Way back at that 17-yard line seems like an eternity away for the Cass City Redhawks right now. Between the two teams, we've had 70 yards 
on 28 plays. Handoff to Jordan Mester breaks free of his first tackle, and it takes three green jerseys to bring him down at the nine-yard line. It's a gain of three on the play. Tackle made by Peyton Kinney, defensive tackle for the Lakers. Third and goal to go from the 13-yard line. Yeah, he gets a hard-earned three, but now fourth down and goal. A long ways to go. I, I, I got to imagine they're going to ask Swiderski to throw it one more time here and see if he can't uh, he can't make a nice pass here into the end zone. Third and goal from the 13. 10.05 and counting here in the second quarter. Still no score between the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers and the Kansas City Redhawks. They've only used it once, but Swiderski kept it around the outside, going back the other way in, uh, in the first quarter. It may be time to try and dial up one of those plays and catch the uh, the ends of, of Lakers sleeping a little bit. Cassidy coming out in the straight tee. A little bit of miscommunication there. Pass, screen pass to the right side to Jordan Mester. He has positive yards across the 10 and leaps forward across the 10-yard line out to the 7-yard line. Keep the clock rolling, and looks like Jordan Mester may be injured on that as he came down hard on the ground. And we have an official timeout with 9.33 left here in the second quarter. Numbers are already a little light for both teams, so you don't want to see anybody get hurt. But Jordan Mester is an important part of Cass City here, so hopefully it's, it's, it's nothing major. But he is laying on his side on the far sideline near about the five-yard line. Scott Guthrell. Tending to his player there, that'd be Jordan Mester, their leading rusher for this team, fullback and key, key cog of both sides of this field for the Kansas City Redhawks. The Redhawks facing a fourth and goal from the seven-yard line now after a seven-yard gain from Mester just on that last play. So Scott Ryder of Sure Health, the team doc for the Lakers, making his way across the field. Interesting uh, play call there. It started off a disaster as uh, Swiderski rolls to his left and runs into his own running back in the backfield, and he just kind of stops. He was going to sell more of a run to, to his left, but instead, after he got ran into, he just stopped and threw the ball completely backwards to Mester, and then he's able to turn it up the right side. They, they had numbers, and it was a pretty good gain on third down, but uh, he got rocked down by the sideline, and, and again, he's still down on his side. Not exactly sure where the injury is, but he's being attended to right now. He is starting to move around, roll around, and he's obviously responsive. And Scott Ryder looking, looking at a lower body injury here, potentially a knee or an ankle. It does appear to be his left knee. Never like to see this, especially from a, well, really any player on any roster in the area, especially with such low light numbers. I think we're starting to see feel the effects of last year's COVID season having an effect on this year's roster numbers across the board, across the night, not even the greater than conference, but across the entire state of Michigan. As with 9.33 left here in the second quarter, we're going to take a short break. We'll return. It'll be fourth and goal to go for the Kansas City Redhawks on the WLW Sports Network. Fourth and goal to go for the Kansas City Redhawks. Back to pass. Swiderski throws across his body into the end zone and is nearly intercepted at the goal line. Pass was intended for number 10, Lance Swiderski. Pass broken up by Garrett Strahan as number 21. 
for the Laker defense. Turnover on downs. Another one. That's the second one for the Cassie Redhawks tonight. Gives the Lakers the ball back with a very long field at their own seven-yard line. Swiderski throws it just a little late, and that bought Garrett Strahan plenty of time to jump that route. And uh, it's probably, he probably, if he picks it off, he may take the distance. And there was just nobody there. But uh, nonetheless, after uh, this way this game's gone, that's a big goal line stand by Lakers, and they give their offense yet another chance to try and be the team that scores first, but a long field ahead of them. Carlson Russell takes the snap, and he's going to call his own number across the line of scrimmage out to the nine-yard line. They're going to mark him down at the ten. Tackle made by number 74, Cass City. That would be Connor Herford, defensive tackle, 6'4", 240-pound senior. Second down, seven to go. Yeah, Zach Kretschmer taking that snap and running uh, with the jet sweep, running an option with that wide receiver coming in motion. He keeps him himself and, and, and dives ahead for a couple yards. Connor McCain now under center, eye formation. With Zach Kretschmer in the ballgame, as with elite fullback, that would be Colton Oyervitas. Formerly the left guard, and it's going to be handoff to Zach Kretschmer. and goes out for quite a number of yards here. They needed seven. Looks like he got about five. Tackle made by Aiden Torres, as well as Gottschalk on the defense out of the secondary. Third down in short, third down and two. You're seeing a lot of that nowadays. I, I watched a, a pro game last night where uh, Vita V is a mammoth man on defense, and they brought him on fullback in a couple scenarios. You see a lot of teams do that. Uh, I'm not sure that Colton Oyervidez is uh, Vita Via, but uh, he cleared a hole there and made a nice gain for, for the Lakers. Handoff right up the middle to the fullback, Colton Orvitas. And he didn't get much there at all. He's still at the 16-yard line, stopped by Cameron Gostchok, the nose guard junior. No gain of the play. Fourth down and two to go for the Lakers. Oh, they give it to him in a quick fullback handoff, and he hits the pile, and it does not move. And uh, Oyervitas, he, he's a big boy, 6'2", 240, and that they, they, City defense was able to stand him up, and Lakers is going to stay on the field here going into the shotgun with two running backs, one on each side. They're going to go for it here on their own 15-yard line, fourth and two. Connor McCain in the shotgun trying to go, trying to draw the defense off sides. Goes for the hard count already. And now Logan Carlson Russell is the middle back and takes a step back, and they're going to punt this one away as Colin Sherman runs back to field this punt. Not the greatest punt. Goes off the side of his foot and bounces out of bounds. Looks like inside of the 40-yard line. They're going to mark him on the plus side of the field regardless for the Cassidy Redhawks. The Redhawks come up with a three and out on defense, and they're back on offense. And they're going to start this drive at the Laker 38-yard line with 7.32 left in the second quarter. And the Cass City Redhawks winning this defensive field position battle as they force a three and out and, uh, and a punt that looks like one of your driver swings. I know it hasn't gotten any better even with, uh, even with a, a situation where that was the only thing you could do last year and go outside and True. play. So. I haven't played a single That's single, that. single stroke this that, year. And that, and that explains uh, that driver swing, man, I'm telling you right now. First and 10 on the 38-yard line. This is the third drive this evening. The Cassidy Redhawks have started on the plus side of the field. Have not been able to do anything with it. 8-6. to six, USA leads Bad Hacks. Bat, USA actually scored first 8-0 before, uh, before Bad Hacks got on the board with six points. First and 10, a handoff to number 22. That'd be Landon. Shot pushes forward, and a second effort is going to be stood up for progress. It's stopped at the 35-yard line by number 12, Michael Good, weak side linebacker. A gain of three on the play out to the 35-yard line. Second down and seven, working off the right hash. Tough run there by Landon. Shot, he's had a fight for every yard he gets. Give him three on that play, but uh, refusing to go down. They actually call the play dead before they get him tackled. Nice hard run there by Shot. 
7.05 left in the first half. Still no score. Cass City on their fourth offensive series this evening. Lakers has had four offensive drives as well. Resulted in an interception, a punt, an interception, and a punt. Cass City's drives, a turnover on downs, a punt, a turnover on downs, and now they're back on offense. Second and seven from the 35. They hand off right up the middle. Not a whole lot going there into the trenches. Cameron Gastchok is swallowed up by Colton Oyervitas inside that trench. After a two-yard gain, they're going to push him forward for a third and five from the 33-yard line of Lakers. 6.35 left in the first half. And that's the uh, that's the Jordan Mester spot there that Cameron, uh, Cameron Gastchok is filling in. And he dives ahead, but at Lakers front four, they're able to chop that down for just a short gain. Third down and five coming up for the Redhawks. Cassidy's held the ball for over 18 minutes in this ballgame. So far, Lakers had the ball just for 5 minutes and 41 seconds. Wing T to the left, working a yard inside the right hash, right to left cross. Swiderski on the keeper, cuts back upside, and he's going to be short and is fumbled on the play. Looks like he should have been down well before that fumble took place. And that is going to be the call from the sideline judge. 23 on the tackle, that would be Zach Kretschmer, the outside linebacker. And they're going to say... He was down, his knee was down, and then I will agree with that one. As the knee went down, then he lunged forward, and when the football hit the ground, that's when it came loose. Fourth and four to go, though, for the Cassidy Redhawks at the Lakers 32-yard line. It's absolutely the right call. He's, he's trying to extend for that extra yard, but his whole body's on the ground, and when, his, when he slams his hands into the turf, that ball pops out. Perfect call there, but he's not going to get much on that play. Swiderski did the right thing. They took away the outside. He cut it back up the middle. But extra Lakers defenders swarming to the football is able to stop that quarterback keeper around the outside and now brings up a fourth down and a, and a good four yards to go for this first down. Cassidy's already had two turnover on downs tonight. 540 left in the first half. 0-0 Cassidy Lakers all tied up here in week three in Laker country. T formation for Swiderski and the Red Hawks. And now there's going to be a... Looks like before the timeout is called, they're going to say a delay of game against the Cassidy Redhawks. And this will push him back five yards. So instead of a fourth and five, it'll be a fourth and ten on the five-yard penalty against the Redhawk offense. And could we see them go for the punt and pin them deep here? That's the only thing I can possibly think of. Yeah, it sure looked like Coach Cottrell wanted a timeout, but uh, they definitely did not award it to him. They're going to give him a delay of game. Back him up five yards, and the, the only way I can see that working out is if they punt him and punt now and pin them deep. Uh, but uh, Coach Cottrell, I, I won't put anything past him. He, he may have a play here just for this. They they have won the field position battle. They're still in Laker territory. It could be four down territory, but from nine yards to go, it's going to take a pretty darn good play call from a wing T team that's normally looking to get three and four yards at a time. Without your starting fullback. Handoff to number 22. That would be Landon's shot. He's going to be short of the first down marker. Gets all the way down to the 31-yard line. That's a gain of six in the play. Tackle made by Michael Good out of the linebacking core, the junior. And this will be another turnover on downs for the Kansas City Redhawks and Lakers back in offense in a 0-0 ball game. It was a good run. That's for a wing T team, they get five yards. That's a great run, but it's going to come up short. And they're going to try to continue to win this field position battle. I, I guess I personally feel if you're going to – just run your normal offense and get what you normally expect. I, I think I'd have trusted my punter to pin him deep inside the 10. And this is the best starting field position Lakers may have had all night. They, they've been pinned back every single series. This has got to be a little breath of life here for the Laker offense. Cassidy's hit the ball for 19 minutes and 52 seconds as Cassidy hands it, or Lakers hands it off on first and 10. 
Out to Zach Kretschmer across the 35, out to the 36-yard line. Finally stopped by Landon Shot, linebacker for North Cass City. He's a sophomore, second down and five after a five-yard game. You can still see how this offense would roll so much better with Ethan, Ethan Wisner because with his size and his ability to his agility at that size in the backfield, running alone out of the I formation, he just creates things that they don't really have right now. It's a pitch to Kretschmer again. He has the first down across the 40, down to the 44-yard line. They're going to say forward progress was stopped at the 45 for a nine-yard gain. Landon shot outside linebacker, makes the stop once again. Move the chains for Lakers, first and 10. There's the guy that's going to have to step up big time, and it's Zach Kretschmer. He, get, he takes that carry out of the out of the eye formation, that pitch to the near side, and he's able to turn it upfield, season opening, and get one of their better gains on the, on the night, nine yards and a first down with the ball at their own 45-yard line. 4.35 left in the second quarter, still 0-0. Lakers looking at the sideline for the call. Receiver wide to the right, one to the left. An eye formation in the backfield. Colton, Colton Oyervides at fullback. Power eye to the right this time. Zach Kretschmer to in the tailback, and we have a timeout called by Dave Lavasser and the Lakers with 4.23 left in the first half. You're listening to WLW Sports Network, 0-0 between Lakers and Cass City. On first and 10 from the 45-yard line, Lakers hands it off to Zach Kretschmer. He gets out for a hard-fought one-yard. Lance Wynerski on the stop, defensive end senior for the Redhawks. Second down and nine from the 46-yard line. Clock rolls under four minutes here in the second quarter, still 0-0. Oh, I, I got a score here for you. Ready for this? Let's hear it. With a minute to go in the first quarter, Deckerville leads Genesee 32-24. to Wow. So 56 points in 11 minutes there in Dankerville in eight-player football. I, I, I hope you bet the over in that game, Clark. I'll have to check my, my fan duel account. Pitch out to Zach Kretschmer. Cuts back inside. Finds a seam. Not much beyond that, though. Gets out for two yards. Tackle made by Landon. Shot out at the 48-yard line for a three-yard gain. Third down. After a two-yard game, third down and seven from the 48. They found a little something with uh, Kretschmer in the eye there and pitching it to the to the sidelines and letting Kretschmer use his speed and decide when he wants to cut it upfield. They've had a couple nice runs, a nice one there, but third down and seven, inching closer to midfield. Third down, seven, quick pass, pump fake actually for McCain. Now he's looking to pass. There's flags, and Connor, Mc Connor Herford's going to bring McCain down way back to the 35-yard line. For the sack, that will be a 13-yard loss. When all said and done, Connor Herford finally gets his hands on the quarterback. They're going to mark him down at the 37. So it's an 11-yard loss. And it's going to be a hold against Cass City. Or, excuse me, hold against Lakers. And I would not be surprised if they just forego and decline this penalty and take the down. Uh, no question about it. Connor Herford gets in the backfield, and he was probably the guy that was being held, and it doesn't even matter. He got but, him anyway. But for McCain... Uh, that throw has got to come out right away, and if it doesn't, you've got to get out of that pocket because Connor Herford is bearing down on you, and he stayed right there next to him and allowed that to happen. And now a long ways to go for the Laker offense. Fourth and 20. Actually, fourth and 18 for the Lakers. They need to get to the Cass City 45-yard line, and they're still in an offensive formation. But one deep back for the Cass City Redhawks, and it looks like Logan Carlson Russell will be taking a long snap here for the punt. 
Gets the snap. Good punt away. And he's going to make number 20, Cohen Sherman, retreat. He picks it up and actually going to not touch it at the 17-yard line where it rolls dead down by Dylan Weiner on special teams. And so Cassidy back in offense with 2.41 left in the first half. And we still are, have a scoreless game, 0-0. Zero to zero. Fantastic punt there. He's able to hit it at a nice trajectory where and he kicks it and angles it down to the sideline. So when that ball hits the ground, there's no special team are able to get there quick enough. When it's the ground, it just takes off and rolls. And uh, for the punt returner, he didn't have a choice. So by the time he got to that ball, there was Laker a special teamers ready to make a play. He just has to let it die down. But a big punt, and Lakers finally flips the field and forces Cass City to start their own drive way back in their own territory. Last time Cassidy started on their own side was with 10 seconds left in the first quarter. T formation, Swiderski rolls to his right on the keeper, has positive yards, and he's going to be ripped down to horse collar right at the very end there on the far sideline. Colton Oyervidez on the stop for the Lakers, I do believe. Yeah, it's going to be no gain in the play, but there's going to be a penalty, and it's going to be a personal foul against the Lakers. Horse collar against the, on that tackle against the quarterback. So this will be a 15-yard penalty. Automatic first down. Move the chains beyond the 30-yard line. Yeah, that run was on the far side of the field, and uh, you absolutely right. You called what we were all thinking, like, oh, my, that was a clear horse collar tackle. And Oyevita's not intentional. He's trying to grab that fast quarterback and pull him down, but he grabs the top of that jersey, the very back underneath the helmet, and yanks him down. And actually, it looked very uncomfortable for Sadursky as, as his legs fold up underneath him and that's exactly why that play is not allowed and that personal foul is going to get Cass City up the field a little bit quicker and a first down for them. First and 10 from the 33 this time. Hand off to number 22. Landon Shot tries to find a seam. Not much going. The green jerseys swarm to him. Tackle made by James McCardle on that front line. 6'5", 220 sophomore for the green and white. Gain of a yard on the play, second down and nine from the 34-yard line. And that time, Swiderski has to go through two fakes before the running back gets the football. And by that time, James McCardle, 6'5", 220. He's able to wreak havoc on that play, and that ball didn't go anywhere. Maybe a gain of a half a yard on that play. Second down, nine to go from the 34-yard line. Cassidy started this drive with their own 18-yard line. Minute 54 left in the second quarter. Clock continues to roll down here. Still no score. 0-0. Cassidy and Lakers all squared off in a defensive juggernaut so far. T formation. Handoff up the gut. And this one goes absolutely nowhere. Cameron Gostraka was the ball carrier. And he is actually going to be brought down for a loss in the play. Back to the 33-yard line. Tackle made by Peyton Kinney on that front line for the Lakers. A loss of a yard. Back to the original line of scrimmage. Third down in 10. Just nowhere to go, and all of a sudden that Laker front four, they are coming up with some nice stops here, just completely taking away the run. And Cassidy, without Jordan Mester, they, they've lost a little bit of wind in their sails here, and this offense is really kind of sputtered without them. So third down and 10 at their own 33, as we creep down to one minute to go in this half. They're probably thinking at this point with third down and long, let's get to halftime at no score apiece. Receiver each wide, one way. A handoff up the middle to Aiden Torres, and Colton Oyervides makes him pay for that one. He's going to meet him right at the original line of scrimmage inside the trenches for absolutely no gain. And Aiden Torres is going to remember that tackle for a while. And that's 10th tackle for Oyervides, and we have a timeout call by Cassidy with 45 seconds left here into the first half. 0-0. Wow, what a hit there as Oyervides comes clean right into the middle of the field. And when Torres 
pivots to turn up the field. He sees nothing but a white jersey or a yellow jersey, a green jersey. 62 absolutely runs him over. And you said it, Clark. He's going to remember that one for a while. Fourth and nine upcoming for the Kansas City Redhawks. They're going to say put 51 seconds on the clock here. Before the half, still no score. Here's an interesting stat for you, Dave. In this first half, no team has had a drive longer than 26 yards. Lakers had a 26-yard drive consisting of seven plays in two minutes and 43 seconds, resulted in a punt. And Cassidy had a turnover on downs just before that, recovered 25 yards, and that was a turnover on downs. Yeah, just neither team, neither team can solve the opposing defense, and defense is winning the game tonight. You, you haven't seen any big plays. The, the one big run Swiderski had, they cut it down completely, as they said he stepped out of bounds about halfway through that run. And it's been a very, it's been a very slow pace for both offenses, not moving the ball very quickly. Lucas Shearhart, nice punt from the Cass City's special teams, bounces at the 40 and takes a Cass City bounce, rolls out of bounds at the 35-yard line. Flips the field with 44 seconds left. First and 10 for the Lakers, trying to put something together here before the half is over. Still no score. We've had now five punts, three turnover on downs, and two interceptions in this ballgame. 44 seconds left for the Lakers to put something together. And this is an offense that has not shown it tonight, but the way this offense is set up with the spread and their ability to throw it downfield, some screen passes that could break free, this offense has a passing game that could make some things happen here before the half, but the, McCain just hasn't had enough time in the secondary of Cass City, hasn't had enough credit for the coverage that they've done on man-to-man -man coverage all the way across the board. So they start this drive with their own 35, first and 10, left right across the radio. McCain hit while he threw that ball, and this one goes, flies out of bounds. No receiver around as number seven, Cameron Gottschalk, got into the backfield. Number seven on number seven, incomplete. Second down and 10, stops clock with 38 seconds left. No surprise, he's thrown to the area of his favorite receivers there. And with uh, Kretschmer back, he's going to take some routes. Now the guy's going to throw it to Dylan Wainer. But Dylan Wainer went to the inside, and Kretschmer was streaking down the field. And... Clearly, the defender was able to knock that ball offline because it was nowhere near an intended receiver and falls harmlessly to the ground, incomplete. Second down at 10 for Lakers. From the 35-yard line, back to pass. McCain to the near sideline, into the hands of Dylan Wainer, breaks free one tackler on the juke, and he pushes forward out to the 45-yard line for a 10-yard gain. Tackle made by Aiden Torres out of the Cass City secondary, and that's going to be right at the first down marker, so stops the clock momentarily here as they move the chains. It looks like now we have a timeout called by the Lakers. With 30 seconds left, that is Lakers' first timeout of this first half. Yeah, it's a great move there by Wainer as he's able to duck under the the, receiver, or the defending corner and then make a move to get that first down. I like the play, but he turns it upfield and heads away from the sideline. But a good play, he had to get that first down, and Lakers has lots of timeouts to burn, but I look for them in this timeout to remind his receivers that, yes, it's great to break tackles, but finding the sideline might be more important in the next couple pass attempts. Good news, the Deckerville game is finally at the end of the first quarter oh, good. with a 46 spot for Deckerville in the first quarter over the Genesee 24. 46-24 at the end of the first quarter. Other area scores. Harbor Beach leads Brown City down the first quarter, 21-0. Last we heard in that Banax USA game, USA was leading 8-6. Haven't heard anything since then. I do have an ugly Marlette score for you. You ready for this? What we got? 21-21. Still in the first half. 
21-21, Ubley and Marlette all squared off in the first half. We're squared off here, 0-0, with 30 seconds left in this first half. Lakers on offense facing a first and 10 from their own 45-yard line after their first timeout called here in the first half. They have two remaining. McCain in the shotgun, looking to pass, staying in the pocket, steps into it, throws us everything he's got behind this one, and it's thrown in. It's caught in by Dylan Wainer at the 15, down to the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Lakers. Dylan Wainer brings in the pass from Connor McCain, breaks free of a tackler, and into the end zone for the 55-yard strike with just 18 seconds left in the first half. Our first points of the night go in favor of the green and white home team, and it's 6-0 Lakers over Cass City. That's a pretty darn good throw by McCain, but uh, with how much time that's left and how far he threw the ball, that was a streak down the field, a glorified Hail Mary type play, and they asked their best receiver at 6-5 to go up and make a play, and he does. And McCain throws a strike. Wainer's able to find that ball in the end zone, adjusting his shoulder, looking over his right shoulder, has to switch around to the left, hauls it in, and he does the rest as he finds his way into the end zone. Going for two, and it's intercepted in the, in the end zone by two white jerseys, but all said and done. Pass was intended for Michael Good, intercepted by number 27. That's Mason Nevick for the Red Hawks. So the score remains 6-0. Lakers lead with 13 seconds before the half is over. Right here on the W, LW Sports Network. Seconds are on the board. After a scoring, our first score play of the game comes in with a 55-yard pass from Connor McCain into the hands of Dylan Wainer, the six-foot-five wide receiver for the Lakers. Breaks free one tackler into the end zone untouched. It's six-nothing after the two-point conversion fails. And it's our first points of the night, which is 18 seconds left in the first half. Collison Russell with the squib kick comes down inside the 25 and just Cassidy jumps on it. Lance Swiderski at the 22-yard line, so they will have first and 10, trailing 6-0, and they'll have a 78-yard field in front of them. Yeah, I think you know exactly what's going to happen here. We're going to get a handoff or a kneel, and we're going to go We're going to go to halftime with a 6-0 score with Lakers in dramatic fashion, scoring just before the half on a deep pass from McCain to Wainer. 26 seconds, three plays, 65 yards, results in a score. That's almost three times longer than any other drive in this ballgame tonight. 18 seconds around the board. Cassidy's either going to run one play here or kneel one play before the half, and I have a feeling it's going to be a kneel. First and 10 from their own 22-yard line, right side of your radio. Going to the left are the white jerseys away Cassidy Redhawks. And looks like we have 10 players on the field for the Cassidy Redhawks. They have to run one man out there. And that would be number 32, Tyler Kumper. They're going to play. They're going to run this one. It's a handoff right up the middle to Landon Schott. And he's going to be upended and body slammed down to the 31-yard line by no one else but Col Colton Oyervides. As the clock rolls under 10 seconds. And that is how the first half will end with a 6-0 lead for the Lakers at halftime in Laker country. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Lakers leads at the half, 6-0 over the Cassidy Redhawks. Right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Agar Valley Services. 
You're listening to the WLW Sports Network at the half. It's 6-0. Lakers leading the Cassie Red Hawks as we have the Laker marching band on the field. And it is Pixar favorites is the theme tonight for the green and white marching band on the field. It is 6-0. Lakers scoring just in the final minute of play in that second quarter. Before that, a defensive juggernaut. It was a 55-yard pass for the score into the hands of Dylan Weiner from Connor McCain. Now we listen in to the Laker marching band with our halftime show. recognize some other favorite tunes created by interesting Pixar characters.
And now, the Laker fight song. Listening to the WLW Sports Network at the half. The Laker marching band you've been listening to for the past few minutes. Their Pixar favorites halftime show. Dave Hansen, it's been a 6 nothing ball game. I think we know how we got to this game. The score at this point. Watch Dallas our one scoring play tonight. That game with 18 seconds to go left in the first half. We had no scoring in the first quarter with 18 seconds to go. Connor McCain heaves one down the field. And Wainer goes up and grabs it and does the rest. 66 yards for a score. The two-point pass would fail. And that would be your only score of the half as Lakers leads Cass City 6 to nothing here at home. When you take a look at the offensive stats, not a whole lot going on here either, as you'd expect with a defensive game. Cass City with 29 plays of offense for 80 yards. Lakers with 22 plays for 102 yards. Mind you, 55 of those came on one single play. Leading the way for the Lakers on rushing on three carries for 11 yards. Well, this is kind of skewed a little bit just because of the loss of yards on the two sacks for Connor McCain of 21 yards. Zach Kretschmer leads the way with six carries for 25 yards, and then Logan Carlson Russell one carry for two yards. Colton Oyervitas, yes, Colton Oyervitas carried the ball. One carry for one yard. Garrett Strahan one carry for a loss of four, and of course McCain's two sacks. Through the air, McCain is 5 for 11. And then has a couple of interceptions in there as well for 99 total yards, 19 yards per catch, a completion rate of 45%. Receiving the ball, Dylan Wainer. Three receptions for 77 yards with a lone score in this ballgame. Averaging 25 yards per catch, thanks in part to that long touchdown catch. Garrett Strahan, one reception for 14 yards. Logan Carlson, Russell, one carry, one reception for eight yards. And Michael Good has been targeted once for an incomplete pass. Cassidy's offense, like we said, 80 total yards, 73 of those on the ground, seven through the air on one completion. 25 carries being well distributed between Jordan Mester, Landon Schott, and Aiden Torres. Jordan Mester, of course, went out with an injury in that first quarter, or the first half with a knee injury. I have not seen him since. He has seven carries for 37 yards on the night, carrying the ball 28% of the time. Landon Schott, also seven carries, 26 yards for him. Aiden Torres, five carries, eight yards. Cameron Gatschok, two carries for two yards. And Riley Swiderski, four carries, zero yards. Of course, he's the quarterback and has been sacked a number of times. Receiving the ball, Jordan Messer, the one catch for seven yards. Aiden Torres and Lance Rodersky were the other targets incomplete on those. On defense. As our microphone was just trampled by the Laker marching band. On defense, Landon Shot leads the way for the tackles. Four tackles, including one tackle for a loss. Aiden Torres, three tackles, as well as Cameron Gastrock. Colton Oyervitas, 11 tackles, one sack. Michael Good, four tackles. Garrett Strahan and Peyton Kinney, each with three tackles. Dylan Wainer, two. And Tyson Steinman, one tackle. Dave Hansen, what are you seeing here? Well, outside of one gigantic play, it's been pretty even, and neither team's really been able to move the ball 
on either of these two defenses, but uh, I would say your, your shining star right now is Colton Oyavides on defense with 11 tackles leading the way, uh, not even close. The next nearest defender with four tackles on either side. So he's got seven more tackles than anybody else in this game. But uh, otherwise, yeah, this I, I think you're going to see more of the same, though, Clark. I mean, I, I think what you see with the Lakers' offense is what you get. It's, it's going to be uh, running plays to Zach Kretschmer, and then McCain is going to have to make some better decisions in the second half. He's going to have to find some of his receivers. And if, if he gets in trouble, you've got to throw it away or you've got to throw it in the direction of Wainer and let him – correct some mistakes with that 6-5 frame he's able to go up and make plays happen like he did at the end of the first half and uh, on the other guy is, is, is Michael Good I, I just I can't believe that he hasn't caught a pass yet he's been a, a very important part of this passing offense for the Lakers let's take a look at other area scores what's well, the uh, time of possession actually first Cass City's held the ball for 14 minutes and 59 seconds Lakers nine minutes in one second we've had an interesting here's each possession to this point interception touchdown or excuse me, turnover and downs, punt, punt, interception, turnover and downs, punt, turnover and downs, punt, punt, touchdown, halftime. Now let's talk about some other area scores. In eight-player football, Deckerville and Genesee have finally made it to the end of the first quarter, 46-24, to 24, Deckerville leads. Mayville trails Kingston at the half, Kingston 12, Mayville 8, Morris over Ashley in the second quarter, 52-0. That's all for eight-player football and 11-player football. We have, at the end of the first quarter, it was Harbor Beach 21-0. Now it's 36-8. Two minutes left in the first half, or it's 24-0 of the first. Now it's 36-8. Two minutes left in the first half for Harbor Beach. Obley leads Marlette at the half, 28-21. A tight game there is 21-all at one point. And Badax USA at the half. No scoring in that second quarter at all. USA leads Badax in USA, 8-6 in Seabling. And, of course, this game here, 6-0, Lakers over Cass City. Some great games all around. You just you took the words right out of my mouth, Clark. Absolutely some great games. And the, the one I'm obviously keeping an eye on is uh, over there, Marlette. Ubbly uh, at Marlette, 28-21. We knew Marlette was improved, but <clears throat> improved enough to uh, to hang for two quarters with Ubbly and just be down seven points. That, that's pretty impressive. We'll see if they can keep it going. And Badax trailing USA by two. We knew it could be a close game, but, uh, again, on the road for Badax, it's a tough test. We'll see what the second half brings for those games. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. We'll return in two minutes with your seven-half action. It's 6-0 Lakers.